Chalaper Gimel Mishnah Aleph 3.1, a new parak and a great one, not too difficult and really fascinating. The topic begins with when the obligation to take Chalak kicks in. Now, the truth is there are going to be two stages to this question, and this really follows the same pattern, if you recall, when it came to Trumas and Maestras. Food stuff really had two stages. They had Onus and Maestras, which was the earliest time when you could take Trumas and Maestras. And then there was Gmar Malacha, the finishing of the processing of the food, at which point one must take Trumas and Maestras. And there was a difference that in that intermediate stage between Onus and Maestras, when the, but before Gmar Malacha, the food was edible but hadn't finished being processed yet. So one was allowed to eat the food stuff Achilles Arai in a casual happenstance way, just not Achilles Keva, in a formalized way. Remember, Masechah's Maestros, we discussed that at a great length. So something very similar is happening here with Chala. We have two steps, a beginning and an end, and um, the beginning is the earliest time one could take Chala, the end is when one must take Chala, and between the two, one, as the mission will say, one uh, may eat Achilles Arai, one may take from the dough in a casual way. So what are those stages? As soon as one adds water to the flour, assuming that you've got the flour made of the five species of grain, wheat, oats, barley, spelt, rye, and assuming that you have the requisite amount of flour, five-fourths of a cove, as the mission says, 43.2 eggs volume. So then the obligation will kick in potentially, and you could at that point already separate um, challah from your dough. And that will be fine. And in fact, as we'll see a little more later on, I'll speak out that Chazal ended up saying that that's the time, that's the proper time to take it, midirabanan. So it's taken as soon as possible if, if the dough is tahor, and to make sure that things stay tahor. But one still need not midiraisa. He doesn't have to take chala yet. And that being the case, one could still eat achilas arai from the dough until the finishing of the processing, which is called gilgul. Gilgul um, literally from the word like to roll or rolls together. The idea is when you thoroughly blend the flour and water together, you get like a single mass of dough. It's all sort of uniform and clumped together as one. Once that happened, that's the finishing of the making of the dough, the equivalent of a gumar malacha. And at that point, one must take challah, um, and achilas rai becomes forbidden. I should add, if one didn't take challah for whatever reason, and he bakes the dough, the obligation to take challah exists on the, on the baked breads. But the proper thing to do would be to take it still, take the challah in the dough stage. Medo Raisa, when it's Gemar Malacha, finishing the Gilgul, the blending, uh, and then Medo Rabbanan even earlier to avoid mishaps. More in the Halacha Lamaisa a little later on. Now, <clears throat> a side point, barley, which is used to make bread sometimes, a very low-quality bread, is very low in gluten and doesn't really clump together very well at all. So we'll see the stage for Gemar Malacha with making barley dough uh, requires basically packing it down and squishing it together with your hands because it doesn't naturally clump together. It's more like um, it crumbles apart. It, it won't stay as a sticky dough, not enough gluten. It sort of crumbles into bits and pieces. Um, and that being the case, it won't make a single gush, a single clump. So you have to sort of squish it together with your hands. If you look at um, like barley bread recipes, you'll see they always add some extra regular wheat flour to it to make it work. Okay, so that's that's the backstory here and the beginning of it. So let's start with that. The Mishnah says, Ochlin arai mina'isa. One is permitted to eat casually, like take a sample of the old cookie dough while still in the dough form. Until you finish thoroughly blending the wheat flour together with the water to single make a single clump of dough. Or until you're um, 
squished together by hand manually and hold together the barley the barley uh, dough. I should add, Chazal warn that raw flour is kashla kukiyani. It's um, you can get intestinal worms from raw flour, so they advise against it. And even if you think you sit your flour very well, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, advises strongly against eating raw flour um, because of E. coli, which um, makes people sick from raw flour from time to time. And that being the case, um, you should not take from the cookie dough or bread prior to it being uh, cooked. In any case, but you wouldn't be in violation of eating uh, challah. The Misa B'day Shemaim issue wouldn't kick in uh, for that. The mission continues on. Gilgala b'chitim v'timtama b'sorem. Once you have thoroughly blended the wheat flour with the water into a single mass or the equivalent with the barley flour, then misa. Then the obligation for challah has kicked in and there's no even permission for a, a rye, a casual consumption. And if one would consume a kazais of, of dough at that point without taking challah first, he is over the isra of eating challah and uh, there's a misa b'day shemaim, a premature death penalty. Now, the Mishra continues to say, listen, the proper thing to do is as soon as you've added the water to the flour, meaning, but prior to Gilgal, prior to the thorough blending of the water and flour together, already then, Magbas Chalasa, the proper thing to do at that point is to lift up, meaning to raise up and remove a Chala portion. That's a Din Durabanan. Durabanan, we want you taking it out as soon as possible because we want this tahor dough to remain tahor as challah for the Kohen, and the longer things stick around, the more time there is for an accident to happen and make the dough tummy. Uh, that, of course, therefore, would not apply if the dough were already tummy. Um, if the dough is already tummy, there's no reason to be afraid that um, the challah could become tummy, because it already is going to be tummy. And that being the case, it's better to wait till Gilgal, when it's finished being processed, and to fill it properly mid to orisa. Um, and that's certainly the custom nowadays. Nowadays, um, people wait until the end, thoroughly blended dough, and at that point they separate it out for that reason. Okay. The Mishnah goes back and says, if you're going to be doing what the Chazal said you should do with your tahor dough and removing the challah early on, prior to Gilgal, prior to being thoroughly blended, you have to make sure, you have to make sure that there isn't still five-fourths of a kav of flour in the bowl, in the kneading trough. Because if there is, that is still flour and not dough, so you're not. it's not going to be covered automatically by your taking of the challah. And that being the case, when you make flour and water combination from that flour, you've got a new dough, if you will, that's untied, that hasn't had its, its, its challah taken, and therefore you'll be sidestepping and not fulfilling the mitzvah d'oraisa of taking challah. That's no good. So therefore, the Mishnah's point here is you should take earliest on possible, meaning when the flour and water mix, before thoroughly blended, but provided that there's less than five-fourths of a cup of flour left of unblended water and flour together. <coughs> the Yushami points out, um, and this is how the the halacha essentially is set, that the truth is you could take your challah prior to the mixing of the flour and water, and even if you still have five-fourths of a cup of flour unmixed with water at the bottom of the bowl. Provided that you make a tanai, you make it, you stipulate that when you're removing this challah now, you're saying it's only to be effective on the batch of dough once 
you've got that other flour mixed up with water together. And that would be effective. And it seems that would be like the a good way to go about doing it. But in practice, nowadays, um, people just don't do it. They just, they wait till the end because it's all tummy anyways. And it'll take challah after it's all been thoroughly blended. Fine. Um, as I said before, if you didn't do it then, the chiyav still remains after baking. You'll have to still separate challah once it's baked. And um, one other point, which is in that on the baking angle, is if one made loaves of bread, let's say, from batches of dough that were not required to take challah from because there weren't the requisite amount, like, let's say, only one kav, not five-fourth kav amounts, whatever it is. So then, you know, let's say, you know, only seven cups of flour at a time, but you make multiple batches, so you had one batch of seven, another batch of seven, and so on. And then if you put those those breads together in a single container, like a, a basket, like a, say a laundry basket, whatever it is, single container, that container is going to combine them. And then because of tzeruf, they're aggregated together, um, there's an obligation once again to separate challah. So you have to be a little careful of that and be mindful of it. The lachas are actually kind of complicated about when tzeruf actually happens. So if you're not sure uh, if you need to take challah, or not because of the volume you're using, or because you've made two batches which maybe are combined, then you need to please ask your local Orthodox rabbi.